Hi, this is Jim Brangenberg, the host of the I Work For Him radio show. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast, where we discuss our workplace as our mission field. The live version of our show can be heard each weekday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern on AM 570 and 910 WTBN, locally in the Tampa Bay area, and worldwide on the web at letstalkfaith.com or iHeartRadio. Our website, iWorkForHim.com, has great resources on how you can learn about how your workplace can be your mission field. And also check out the sponsors that bring you the radio show each and every day. And while you're there on I Work For Him, click on the I Work For Him Nation flag and prayerfully consider joining the I Work For Him Nation. Join thousands around the globe praying for their coworkers and employees by name each and every day. That's IWorkForHim.com, IWork, the number four, Him.com. Remember, your workplace is your mission field, and in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Thanks again for listening. I hope this broadcast will make an impact on your life so that you'll never look at your workplace the same again. Let's get to today's show. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian talk radio. Hang on, folks. I'm stepping on the soapbox. Sports teams, fraternities, car brands, politicians, shopping centers, stores, the things we get so excited about, NASCAR teams, Good grief. Ford versus Chevy versus Dodge versus Toyota minus Dodge. Toyota versus Chevy. Vikings versus Bears. Green Bay Packers versus anybody. Holy. The Yankees versus anybody. Whatever it is, we get so excited about all those things. And they have very little, if any, eternal significance Yet when it comes to being excited about things of the kingdom, we tend to be pretty quiet. How many of you wear a shirt that's got Jesus' number on it? What would that number be? Three or seven? Could be either one. Could be both. Could be 37. But what do you get excited about? You know, I bet there's people that are listening right now that have tickets to the next Star Wars movie that comes out next Friday. Rogue One. Star Wars versus Star Trek, another competition. What do you get excited about? Today, we talk with Kathy Branzell from Love 2020 and Mission America as we talk about Love 2020 and the mission to impact our workplaces. But our sideways conversation today is all about what do we get excited about? What are we willing to go, I don't know, paint our bodies in a certain team color? What are you willing to do that for? And are you willing to consider... Throwing in the towel on your team, which will let you down tomorrow. Believe me, I grew up in Minnesota. Seriously, people. Or are you gonna put your are you gonna put the colors, are you gonna put your team colors on for Jesus? I guess that's really I, I don't know how best how to describe it. Kathy, help me out. Welcome back to I work for him. Hey, it's good to be with you, Jim. Thanks so much. I, I get excited to be here with you. Oh, oh, I'm glad about that. But, you know, help me explain this phenomenon that is, I think it's ridiculous. Now, I've given up sports <laughs> for the Lord because Ugh. every guy wants to have a shallow conversation with every other guy about sports and the weather. And by not following sports anymore, I get, I get to ask the question, well, how's your marriage? You know, I, I, I dig <laughs> right in great. because because I'm not going to talk. I'm not going to talk about football because I had to go to counseling because I grew up in Minnesota. I'm not going to talk about NASCAR anymore because they just take left hand turns. No, I love NASCAR, but I gave it up for the Lord. Kathy, what That's gets great. you what gets you excited? Well, absolutely, sharing the love and message of Jesus Christ gets me excited. Now, I come from the land of the SEC, and so 
football does get me excited, but not near as much as talking about Jesus gets me excited. I get excited when I get to pray with people. I get excited when this light bulb goes on and people understand trust. I get excited about relationship. And you know what? I'm a little excited about Star Wars, but I'm even more excited today because I am super blessed. I've had the pleasure of getting to know you. And I even got to break biscuits with uh, you and your sweet wife recently when you were coming through Georgia. Everybody else in the world breaks bread, but in Georgia, we break biscuits. And I get excited about your story and hearing your story and hearing your heart. And so I think your listeners would love to hear about your heart, too. And so I've asked you if I could spend a few minutes today interviewing you. All right, when we come and back. And you said yes. So I did. I'm excited. I, I agree. When we come back, we'll let you do some of that. But first, I got a tough question for you when we come back. But we'll we'll do more. You know, we open up the show going, you know, it, it's football teams. And, and Kathy Branzell is joining us today from Love 2020. And Kathy goes, I'm, I got a team that's in the SEC. You know what? I grew up in Minnesota, so we had the Big Ten. Guess what? Minnesota was always at the bottom of the Big Ten, except for the year in basketball where we hired illegal tutors to tutor the basketball guys so we could win the Big Ten, and then they lost NCAA rights for a decade. And then the Vikings. Okay, so we don't even go there. But the issue is people are so willing to put their football team on their cars and on their license plates and on the walls and on their shirts, yet none of that will save you. And Jesus will save us if we give him a chance. He's done all the work, yet as Christ followers, we're so busy promoting our stinking football teams. People people know which football team you're excited about, and they may not even know you're a Christ follower. That's what gets me excited. We got to change yeah. this world. Okay. Yeah. I'm stepping back. How many people stood in line outside? How many people will stand in line outside for for days, for nights, in the freezing snow for the next phone? Or for tickets to a concert or a movie, but but what if we had to stand outside to get into church on Sunday? How long would you stand outside in the snow to get into worship? Well, frankly, if it's snowing here in Florida, we are all in a whole world of hurt. Because <laughs> if you're standing outside to go to church in Florida, the people in the frozen tundra will truly be glacial. Uh, but exactly. it, it it is true. I mean, we 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 show up. In fact. I like going to loud church at our church, and that church service starts at 9 o'clock. You know what time most people show up? 9.15. You know, they're not even showing up for church on time. They can't even get excited enough to be there and worship communally with a bunch of people. Anyway, we're not going to rip into people because Martha's going to start texting me any minute now. If I, yes. if I don't. Yes, you're going to get in trouble. I am going to get in trouble, but, but I got to, you know, when you said, hey, I want to talk about this phenomenon about people getting super excited about stuff that they'll the diehard Star Wars fans. But, you know, what? Star Wars will not get you to heaven. You know, they don't even believe in heaven. It's all about the Baha'i faith. I mean, it, when are we going to start getting excited? If, if we lived the excitement of what Jesus has done in our life every day in the workplace, our country would be a completely different place. Absolutely. I mean, can you imagine people not hitting their snooze button? Because they're so excited to get up and go to work every day because they're living out their faith and sharing the love and message of Jesus. I, I can No more snooze. I can imagine a day like that because that's why I'm on yeah. the air 
for three and exactly. a half years. All right, so I've given you permission to turn the tables on me today. You know, we've become friends over the last several months, and we both share a passion for bringing the love of Christ into the workplace. It's which why I work for him and love2020.com have partnered for this year to bring together the message, an authentic touch of Christ to everybody in the workplace by 2020. This is something we are we're truly aligned with because that authentic touch of love of Christ is going to give us an opportunity to share Jesus with people, to demonstrate who, what Jesus has done in our lives. It's that permission factor. So we're, we're so aligned, Kathy, and I love that. And now I'm going to just turn the tables and let Kathy Branzell interviews Jim Brangenberg. Well, you, okay, so you explained a little bit why you like 2020, but you're, you're someone that just got it. Tell me what got you so excited when you heard about Love 2020. What was it that you said, I, I got to be a part of this? You know, when I heard about Love... I'm sure you're very busy. I, I am busy, but I, you know, I work for him is here to promote ministries that are making a kingdom impact. And when I heard about Love 2020, I said, wait a minute, that is exactly what we're trying to accomplish by equipping people purposefully to take their faith vibrantly into the workplace because it's going to bring an authentic touch of Christ. So it wasn't like, well, I want to join the movement. It was like, I'm already there. We just didn't know mm-hmm. it. And when I heard yeah. it, I'm like, well, that just makes sense. That's exactly what we're talking about. We're talking about letting our lives, the transformed lives that we have because of Christ, come in and make an impact in the workplace. Mm. Okay, well then let's back your story way up. What, what brought you to have such a passion for workplace ministry? Because I was the poster child of what every Christ follower in the workplace shouldn't be. I was the poster mm. child of great guy on Sunday, Sunday school teacher on Sunday, and jerk Monday through Friday. And, and mm. everything about my work, because my mentors, the guys that invested in me, said, Jim, this is business. Business is business. Church is church. They're separate deals. And, and so wow. my mentors trained me to bifurcate my life and it and it and it didn't it it graded against me yep that's what i was being trained and i never ever heard from the pulpit that my workplace was my mission field in fact i tried twice to get into seminary and the pastors told me don't do it jim we need more lay people and i now understand that lay people that's not even a biblical term we're all ministers (laughs) in christ ladies and gentlemen Each one of us has an opportunity. In fact, each one of us has an assignment given to us by our Heavenly Father to touch the lives of those people that are in our circle of influence. Most of those people are in our workplace, in our homes, in our neighborhoods. Love 2020 will help each one of us join the movement to bring an authentic touch of Jesus Christ to those people by 2020. Why? Why do we need to do this? Because without an authentic touch of Christ, unless they know that you are as excited about Jesus as you are about your football team, your college football team, they're never going to understand why they should become Christ followers. So if Jesus has made a change in your life, if he has transformed who you are, people need to know that. They need to know you're more excited about what Jesus has done for now and eternity than about your college football team beating Alabama or Alabama beating your college football team. Whoever, you know, and I don't care if you're an Alabama fan or an Auburn fan, you still should be more excited about Jesus than either of those two football teams. And now I know I've just spoken against the Holy Grail. 
Oh, Jim, this is great. I, I love it when you get excited like this. And I, I still, I have a hard question for you in the end. So I'm just warning you now. I, I have a difficult question. Well, you've got really 11 minutes. Five, so you got to time yourself well. I, all right. So I, I just want to know because I think it's super cool that you get to be a radio talk show host. But maybe it's just because I like to talk to people. Maybe it's just because every one of my elementary school teachers somehow wrote on my report card that I talk too much. <laughs> maybe it's the talk thing. I think it's great, and I love that you get to. Uh, we should all go to work every day with that attitude. I get to um, I get to be a radio talk show host. I get to be a nurse. I get to be a teacher. I get to be a mom. I get to, you get to be a radio talk show host, but I know from your story that you had a career in insurance and information technology. Um, big jump there from those two things to radio talk show host. Was, was that hard? It was, what was, you know what, wasn't as hard as you think it might be. When we moved to Florida because of Martha's Health back in 2003, I kind of went into, I don't know, midlife crisis mode on my own time. I was 37 years old, and a buddy of mine, right after we moved here, gave me the book Halftime and said, Jim, mm-hmm. you, you said you're joking about you know midlife crisis. Well, here's a book. So I read this book, and I finished that book and said, Lord, that's what I want to pursue. I want to pursue a life of significance. That's what I want to do. I don't want to waste time pursuing something that's elusive like success. And so the Lord started a process from 2003 till 2013, really shaping my life and moving things out of my life that were distractions from being focused on my ministry and him. But all along, I was involved in business. I've got a great IT background. I've got a great insurance background. I love the insurance world. And I was helping launch a, an IT company during the Great Recession down here in Florida, which was real like the Great, Great, Great Recession in Florida. The worst time ever to start a company. And in, as part of the process, I was sharing my faith. How do you incorporate your faith into your workplace? And I sat down next to a woman I'd never met before, and she goes, Jim, you need to talk about that in the radio. And to make a very long story short, we went and had lunch with her, Martha and I did, and we're walking out, and I said, Martha, this lady wants us to pay several hundred dollars an hour to hear ourselves talk on the radio. That is ridiculous. I don't need to do this. And I said, but I prayed very specifically for a life of significance where my success would be attributed only to the work of the Holy Spirit. And I asked for a way for the message of my heart, the passion to repair the damage that I did in the kingdom as a lousy self-centered business guy to, to help people connect their faith in their work. I said, I prayed those things this is the answer to that prayer. We have to say yes. That was three and a half years ago on April the 15th, 2013, when we went on the air. And so was it hard? No. I knew I needed to be obedient because I had prayed three specific things, and it, this was not a random occurrence. Because it was mm-hmm. never never on my bucket list. Never in the world, never in all the world that I ever want to be on a radio. Never. I, I, like to be, I like to be a public speaker. Public speaking is hilarious because you can interact with the crowd. Radio is way tougher than public speaking. Oh, definitely. So what I hear you saying is it wasn't hard, but it wasn't easy. Is that right? (laughs) Well, the hard part was Lord was saying, hey, listen, this is going to cost you thousands of dollars a year. Watch me do this. Because Mm. in order for you to be successful, you you just need to watch me do this. And so I just have been watching him do it. And that gets that that's something we get excited about. I get excited when you hear God say, watch me. Let watch me, because nothing's impossible with him. That, that's awesome. So tell me, has God surprised you 
along the way? Has, has there been a big surprise in 2016 or, or in the last almost three years? So many surprises. And, and one was, you know, w- when we set out to do this, you know, at first I thought, well, maybe I'm being called to do a monologue show. Well, I did two of those, and they're out there on iTunes, and they're out there in our archives on iWorkForHim.com to keep me humble because they were ridiculously horrible shows. And when the <laughs> Lord started to show me, and they're out there, and I, they are horrible. I let them out there so people could see how horrible it really was because I was never meant to be oh, a monologue. No. Oh, no. No, you got to listen to them. They are, they are morbid. They are just terrible. So... <laughs> I, 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 when I have no idea what your question was anymore, I just got myself distracted. How's God surprised? Oh, surprising. Okay. So <laughs> your listeners are going, Oh my goodness, he was a jerk. He used to be a jerk. And I, now they're I, going, What? He yep. was terrible. Nobody's believing this. No, but yeah, it everybody's so, going to have to go to the archives. It is but so. How has God surprised you? <laughs> God has surprised me in that he's given, I work for him, Martha and I, the ability to start bringing unity to the faith and work movement bringing unity to the, the movement of people, of ministries that are of people who are discipling workplace believers. They've given it, we've become that mouthpiece of the mm. movement. And that's a surprise because we didn't do anything to deserve that, yet I can call any of the leaders of those ministries and they'll take my call. And, and it's not about us. We're just trying to promote what they're doing so that those ministries can expand because we have millions of Christ followers in a workplace around the country that desperately need to be discipled on how to bring their faith to work because they're not hearing it on Sunday from 99.9% of the churches. Mm, wow. So you're excited, but and, and you've got, you've got, um, you have a vision, you know what you want to do, but how much does your faith play into this? Day in and day out, not big picture, but you know when you're when you're writing the checks or or whatever it is, how does your faith play a part in this? <laughs> That's a great question because a year ago, a little over a year ago, a little over a year and a half ago, Martha got this great idea. We were going to buy into a business, and that was going to help us support the radio show because the radio show costs us money every month. And we, but, but we're passionate about it. this is a ministry that God has given us. And we said, okay, Lord, we've got it figured out. We're going to help you pay for the radio show. So from July of 15 to June of 16, what the Lord showed us was, listen, stupid, you know, don't, you don't got this figured out. I got this figured out and I didn't ask for your help. I asked you to trust me. And so we got released from that business, which we had to walk away from because it wasn't where we were supposed to be. And as of June 1, the Lord said, all in, no crutches anymore. This show is going to support you and Martha, and you just need to trust me. Watch how I move. Now, that's probably six weeks before you and I ever talked. And so we, so it takes faith every day because the show is, we actually just hired a salesperson to help sell the advertising in our shows, which their ultimate goal is for the advertising and all of these shows to be all about these ministries that are discipling Christ followers. So it takes faith every day because my job, I would much rather go have a, I never had a nine to five job or an eight to five job, but I'd much rather go and you know, have a 50 hour week job because it's predictable and I'll know where my money's going to come from so that I can pay my bills. But the Lord, yeah. the Lord just said, no, no, no. That's right. I'm taking your yep. faith to the next level. You need to trust me in these big things. Wow. And, and you really ha- you have to put on your listening ears. <laughs> that was the, t- the, the old teacher in me. Put your listening ears on because you've got to be able to hear when God says, get on board. And you've got to be able to hear when God says, get out of my way. 
I love that. I, he said, I, I didn't tell you to buy a business. I didn't tell you to support me. Jim, I support you and Martha. I love that. So with all that said, then what do you think God um, has said? What's, what, what's going to happen with I Work For Him in 2017? What, what's your divine setup right now? I believe God is preparing us to launch I Work For Him nationwide on stations in every one of the cities where we have listeners listening to us right now. And we have listeners in every state and in every continent where there's radio availability. I just learned that Antarctica, mm. it is not even possible. So I'm very disappointed. Oh. We're only on six continents, not seven, but I've learned it. At least it's not my fault. So I really believe, with all kidding aside, I really believe the Lord is saying, I want you to let people know that you got a show and they're going to play your show in these other cities because I need you to be an encouragement to these to workplace believers. I need you and Martha to be the leaders of this on-air movement because there is unfortunately not another faith and work radio program out there. Not another one out there hmm. across the country. Wow. Wow. All right. Well, how can I help? Hey, I'm on board. I'm excited. The day that you and I met over the phone, the day you met our friend Ford Taylor, you are all about Love 2020. How can I help? I Work For Him needs to be connected to business people, to ministries that really are passionate about what we're doing and want to help support mm. the growth of this movement, which is money yeah. and also mental support, connections for great ministries. We really want to get a millennial connection. So we've got a steady slew of millennials on the show, a steady slew of women on the show, and a steady slew of retirees who are experiencing a new kind of workplace. So we need, we need two things. We need people that are passionate about what we're talking about and want to help us grow. And we need people who are passionate about what we have that can connect us to, to people in all age categories who have testimonies to share, not just business owners and leaders. I'm talking about people at every level of every kind of organization in the United States of America that want to share their story of how Jesus is helping them impact their workplace, regardless of what that workplace looks like. Mm, that's exciting. You're pretty, well, you're pretty good at this. You're pretty good at this. I think, I'm on board. I think, baby, I'm on board. you're a future I'm sorry, guest I'm host. Here. I, I, I had to pick up a, a pen so I could start writing names down. That's good. Uh, this is great. I, I All right. Want, so I want to go back and comment on something you said, and you can ask me the question you want to ask me after the bottom of the half hour. You know, right. I, I told, told you that I was the poster child of who I should never have been as a Christ follower in the workplace. And until mm -hmm. 2009, the only people I ever lost money to in business were people who called themselves Christ followers. And I personally said, Lord, enough is enough. I'm tired of mamby-pamby, weenie-butt people who call themselves Christians, yet nothing about their life displays the amazing work that Jesus has done in them. That's enough is enough. We've got to start discipling people. And, and that's my heart and my passion. That's what this show is about every day, Kathy. And that's why I want to partner with organizations like Love 2020, because you guys get it. The people aren't going to church anymore. They go to work every day. Let's bring Jesus with us. Oh, my goodness. He should be coming with us anyway. That's right. Kathy. You've asked some great questions, and we're going to take a break away from you interviewing me, but it's been fun. I really like to do this again because I never get, no, I, I never get a chance to have people ask me questions. It's good. Oh, well, and, I'm not done, so we're good. It, it, I, I, I have a quick question for you, though, that will help us segue into our next guest. Okay. I just want to know, are you going to see Star Wars next Friday? I do not have a ticket. My daughter's coming in town from the tundra of Iowa, and so, no. I'm not. I will wait for it to come out on DVD because I'm not going to spend 40 bucks to go see that movie. 
Uh, I, uh, now, if my son, now, for in all complete honesty, if my son was coming in town, we'd be going to the late showing. Absolutely. My daughter, my daughter's not so much a Star Wars fan, but anyway. Uh, well, well, our friend that we have coming on the radio with us, he's my friend Brian Lang. He and I have in common, we love the movies. And uh, we love the conversations that they start. We we just, we love the, the fellowship that it has. We love the hard questions that it asks, and we just love a good story. And so you're going to really enjoy hearing from Brian. Brian Lang, welcome to I Work For Him. Hey, thanks for having me. You know, you, you've, you're coming in. I, I've been soapboxing for a half an hour about what people get passionate <laughs> about. So sorry, I'm, I'm my, my wife texts me, hey, take a deep breath, she says to me. on. And, and so I, I'm sorry, but Kathy's brought it out of me. Brian, why don't you just talk about who you are? I mean, how, how is God using you in this world right now? Mm, well, um, that's, a, that's a deep question. Who I am, first and foremost, I'm a son. Um, I'm a, you know, son of the king. Um, but uh, I'm a father, and uh, I'm I'm a professional that that works in a, a really interesting space. Um, uh, as Kathy alluded to, um, the the work that that I do as a part of my day job is helping run uh, a marketing agency that that specializes in in bringing content uh, and lifting up faith based and, and family entertainment and helping bring it to the marketplace. So my my faith and my identity and who I am is is very much um, you know in the flesh and uh, applicable on a on a daily basis. Yeah, and we're talking to Brian Lang from Collide Media Group, and you can find him online at collidemg.com. Collidemg.com. No, it, no, actually, it's collidemediagroup.com. I apologize. I thought, it, well, you got both. You got collidemg and collidemediagroup.com. Both of them are .com. You know, Brian, when I read your bio, I mean, it says, Brian Lang has spent the past nine years executing significant strategic partnerships in the faith media marketplace. That's a big, that's a, that's a big thing for people to say, hey, this guy is a super networker in this world, and you're really in the entertainment world so many mm-hmm. different ways. So how does your faith impact your work? Yeah, it's, it, you know, our, our mission statement, Dick Collide, is to elevate media that inspires a deeper relationship with Christ. Um, and, and that's how we um, set out to engage on any project that we work with. Um, and, you know, me personally, how my faith impacts my work, um, you know, just like all of us, we're, we can be inspired by content, we can be encouraged, we can be edified. Um, we can be informed. So really um, looking at projects, uh, you know, films or other content that's in the marketplace and, and trying to find the opportunities and the avenues to connect that content um, with people that need it, uh, whether they uh, are desiring it and know they need it or, or maybe it's something that is going to change their life um, for the better. Um, it's where we get really excited and is really a, a driving force um, why whenever you know, I wake up in the morning and look at the to-do list and look at the conference calls and the projects, and it can seem overwhelming, um, but knowing that, um, first and foremost, it's all the Lord's doing, uh, and second, mm-hmm. knowing that it, it does have that yeah, that deeper kingdom impact, that missional impact, um, it, it really changes one's perspective. You know, Kathy, yeah. you said on that that you love going to the movies. I, honestly, I love the movies, I, but I had to give up watching 
as many movies as I used to watch because when you, when you become a full-time talk radio show host and you were still working a full-time job, there was zero time because I read five books a month. So I had to give up mm. something. Yeah. But, but Brian, what you're talking about doing, and, and I believe this is why Kathy brought you on, I mean, you're really making an impact and people that need it. Talk to us about a specific project you've worked on that's touched lives. Oh, mm. gosh. <laughs> there's, there's too many to list. Well, just pick your um, favorite, then. Just pick your favorite or one of your favorites. How about that? Pick one of your favorites. Yeah. Well, you know, from a, this is a, a really beautiful story. Our, our agency had the opportunity to work uh, on a Fathom event, um, which is, you know, one-night theatrical events in theaters um, earlier this, uh, this fall, a project called To Joey With Love, um, which is the story of um, Joey and Rory Feek, a country music duo, uh, and um, Joey, um, the the wife of this duo, she was diagnosed with cancer um, several years ago, and, and they pub- very publicly went through um, her diagnosis and her treatment and her, her ultimate passing. Uh, Rory is a storyteller, a consummate storyteller, and he documented their their few years together uh, in this amazingly beautiful celebration of life um, that was released in theaters. And when we sat down to to um, connect on the project, we were doing what we call strategic partnerships, and it's where we take the content and we find other organizations, other ministries that care about the themes and the foundations of the film, really to help um, spread the word to their audiences. And we said, Rory, why did you make this? And he said, I want to I want to strengthen marriages. Uh, uh, they have a daughter with special needs named Indy, who's amazingly beautiful. He said, I want to encourage families um, that have children with special needs. And third, he, he wanted to provide hope and healing to those um, that are in, a, in an end-of-life or hospice stage. Um, so we dug in. Those are such amazing areas of ministry impact that we can take and, and go out to the marketplace and find other people that care about those same things. But the most impactful area came um, with hospice organizations and hospice networks. There's a story of a young lady who heard about the film and heard about the project and had the same type of cancer as Joey uh, and um, was was fading uh, and so much wanted to experience um, this film. We were able to work with the local theater. Uh, we were able to work with the local EMS, and we were able to have her and her family be able to view this together in a the theater. Um, and just uh, literally a few hours after that, um, she passed. And when we heard that story, um, that this content uh, impacted her, that it strengthened her, and ultimately, it's, you know, she's nearing the end of her life, it helped provide hope and comfort for what she's stepping into. Yeah, that's very cool. Um, that makes everything worth it, and, and that's what we hope to strive for. It's, you know, what are those stories, what are those opportunities that we have that this content um, can really change somebody's life? So, you know, awesome. Kathy, you brought on Brian Lang. You've got a yeah. relationship with Brian. Talk to me about what was one, what's one question you want to make sure that Brian answers today for the audience? <laughs> well, I I just, I love Brian because he works on all different kind of content and it's a, it's a hard job. I think it's almost harder and, and Brian, so there's going to be a question in this statement. I yeah. think it's harder to work in faith-based uh, media than it is in quote unquote secular media because you can't please us all. So um, kudos to you. I would ju- I'd like to say to moviegoers everywhere, go for the entertainment value and just see what God does. 
don't come in with your denominational traditions and, and theological beliefs. A lot of these movies are just made so you can go to the movies with your family mm. and talk about Jesus. So that's I want to ask, what's funny. been one of your favorite movies that you worked on that you know someone took their friend to this movie and it was a divine setup? That they, they, you just, uh, it, we talked about how your faith um, impacts your work, but mm-hmm. your work impacts faith. So mm-hmm. do you know of any stories, has anybody ever told you or, or testified to, you know, I took this friend or this friend took me to the movies. I had no idea what this movie was about. And it changed my life. Yeah, gosh. Um, That's a great question, and I'm going to try and rack my brain. But I want to go back to one of the things that you mentioned before. There's lots of types of films that get lumped into, you know, faith-based films. And I I think they all have their place and they all have their audience. And you're you're absolutely right. One, One kind of movie or one kind of genre isn't for everybody. Um, the the same type of people that get really excited about God's Not Dead and God's Not Dead 2 and War Room probably aren't going to be um, super interested in the shack, but that doesn't mean there aren't um, amazing um, messages uh, and, and fruit that can come from that. You know, as far as is a, a cool testimony um, story of a friend that, you know, took somebody, it's, it, it, it's difficult because sometimes this world, it's like a little bubble. You know, um, we work on these faith-based films and a, a lot of the team members that are on the campaign were all believers. Um, and, but one that I was surprised on, a, a recent film that we worked on, it's called Hacksaw Ridge. I think it's still in theaters. It's the amazing true story of Desmond Doss, um, who was a conscientious objector in World War II, went into battle without a gun, uh, and ended up saving the lives of over 70 men. Um, it's an R-rated war movie, but one that just tells an amazing, beautiful story and has um, you know, someone's faith front and center in the plot. And my wife's um, uh, parents, my mother and father-in-law and my brother-in-law, went to see the film unbeknownst of me. Um, a lot of the times we'll work on these projects and I'll have to tell my friends about them. Uh, but that's a case of one that they went out to see on their own without mm. any prodding because I'm working on it. So uh, it's neat to have those conversations where people are like, oh, you're, I know about that project um, and you're working on that. Like those are, those are cool conversations. Oh, so my question for you, Brian, okay, you're friends with Kathy Branzell from love2020.com. Have you signed on in your mind, heart, soul, and with all your strength and all of your media of influence to come behind this movement of Love 2020 to bring an authentic touch of Christ to every workplace in America by 2020? Uh, Absolutely. You know, we want to use the vehicle of storytelling, you know, of of film to help be a catalyst for that. Um, You know, as, as you were talking earlier in the show, um, sometimes there are elements that are happening in the marketplace that can be the lowest common denominator. Uh, Kathy, like you said, that can just start a discussion uh, where you can go to a coworker or go to a friend and say, hey, you want to come see this with me? And, and sometimes just showing up and then seeing where the discussion leads. You know, hey, uh, did you pick up on these elements? What did you think of this part of the storyline? So we want to continue to write up content like that that can be used really for a, a ministry impact to change lives. So, okay, yeah. bring, bringing you guys back into this Star Wars tickets. Kathy, you put me on the spot, and then Martha texts me. She goes, uh, your son is joining us later that evening, so I could go. 
But oh, I, I have uh, feelings. Star Wars is in your future. No, but I, I can't. No, because I can't get all exhausted that weekend. But anyway, the, the question is, have you gotten tickets, Kathy, to Star Wars? I haven't, only because my family's scheduled. We've just got to figure out when we can oh. go. But I will say we'll see it more than once. Okay. <laughs> it, it, that, yeah. Brian, yeah, what about you? Here, here's you... a discussion prompt. Let me, let me give you a discussion prompt. We were talking about discussion. So somewhere in Star Wars, in the other movies, I'll, I'll, I'll be eager to see if it happens in Rogue One. Somebody somewhere says, I don't have a good feeling about this. Mm. Well, you know what? There's a discussion prompt right there. What 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 happens when you don't have a good feeling about something? Where does that come from? Oh, I, Why don't you have a good feeling about it? I use Lord Vader in Sunday uh, school lessons all the time because people say, "What?" I say, "What does it mean to have your Lord Jesus?" Is it when Lord Vader walked in the room? Did people say, "You know what? Not right now. I got something I gotta do. I'll be back to you in a minute." No. When Lord Vader walked in the room, he said, "I want you to do this." And if they either said yes or he gave him the chokehold, you know. Now we serve an incredible <laughs> Lord. And so there's all kinds of lessons to learn from Star Wars. And, and and guys, as we were talking about, I just want to get your perspective. First of all, Kathy, Martha texted me and said, make sure I gave you all the time you needed to ask me the toughest question. Did you get to ask me the really tough question you wanted to ask me? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the tough question was, are you the, going to Star Wars? Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, okay. So let's talk about the enthusiasm gap. People get more, except, Brian, what's your favorite college football team? Well, uh... Quickly, we're running out of time. Come on. It's coming out. Uh, Missouri Tigers. I'm sorry to hear that. Okay. All right. So <laughs> well, so when you get excited, when you get together with a bunch of guys, you talk about Jesus, you talk about your wives, or do you talk about sports? Um, if, if it's my best friends, it's hopefully a combination of all three of those. Okay. But what sports are you talking about? Uh, for me, baseball. Okay. Baseball. All right. So major league or, or uh, college? Uh, major League. I'm from St. Louis, so go Cardinals. Oh, go Cardinals. Crying go Cardinals. Loud. Okay, see, that's the point. <laughs> that's the point. Go Cardinals. Hey, I'm a Christian. Go Jesus. No, exactly. no, no. Nobody ever says that. All right, so why? He always wins. He does always win. We've already read the book. We've already read the final battle. It's already been won, yet we have a, we have an enthusiasm gap about our faith. Kathy, why? Why are we struggling with an enthusiasm gap with our faith? Uh, you know, I think it's that we think we don't know. And and, mm. and maybe that's why people go and watch movies. You know, you know, I, I can think of one movie I went to see, and the ending was horrible. Like, it, it was nothing like it should have been. It wasn't a happy ending, and everybody was like, what? That was awful. And and we've got to realize that with Jesus, we have our happy ending. We have our our happily joyful, wipe every tear away after ever after. And and that's what's so cool, but it, we we we've got to get excited. This just can't. This isn't a humdrum religion. This is a holy, exciting relationship. And great things happen every day when you're watching for them and you're excited about Jesus. And the minute you put your faith and trust in what Christ did on the cross and and just surrender your life to Him, eternity starts then. Brian. Have you seen yes, this enthusiasm gap I'm talking about? Maybe your works. You you said it right there. You know, I, you know, baseball. Yeah, you know, go St. Louis, go Cardinals. What, whatever. I just like, come on, people. What about go Jesus? So why the enthusiasm gap? Yeah, I think what it is. First and foremost, is, is people we like. You said it before. We love a great story, um, and I think people um, have the wrong story of of 
of Jesus, mm-hmm. and people or don't have uh, a, haven't been shown that story. So I think that's where the gap is. They they have this perception of what being a Christian means. Um, you know, sometimes for uh, worse rather than the better. And uh, when we can do a better job on showing and displaying that amazing story, I think then um, people are going to catch on to that. So I think okay, it, well, it, it well, goes let me, down the story. Let me, okay, so you've got a story. Your life's been transformed by Christ. Am I right? When, if you look at the before and after picture, before Jesus, after Jesus, has there been a radical transformation in your life? Yeah, and I, I I always remember, you know, I grew up in a in a home that we always went to church, and it was a time in college where the Lord continued to pursue and reveal Himself to me, um, and I had that dichotomy change, and it was a, a, a revelation of I can't keep compartmentalizing my life. I can't be this Brian here and then this other Brian in other places, and it, it completely changed the trajectory I'm on, and um, uh, love the opportunity to own that and to tell that and to hopefully use that as a means to encourage somebody else. Kathy, what about you? Yeah. Before and after Jesus, you got a radical story to tell? Uh, I I have a radical uh, come back to Jesus story. Yes, I do. Absolutely. You know, and, and, and Brian's on to something here. It's just it, a lot of people think that we worship Lord Vader, that we worship a God who's just waiting to give us a chokehold when we don't obey mm-hmm. him. And really, he, he's got his arms open wide, and what he wants to give us is a bear hug. What he wants to do is love us and protect us and, and of course, discipline us. But he's got the best for us. He's not somebody that we're scared of. He's someone that we love and want to respect. That's our story. Yeah, and but it's such a great story. When I look at the, the radical transformation of my life because of Jesus— I know people that just know me now, they, they, they're like, well, Jesus, you're, Jim, you're just one of those good guys. I'm like, yeah, really, you should get some perspective. Guys, we've had a phenomenal show. Brian Lang with Collide Media Group, thanks for being on I Work For Him. Kathy Branzell with Love2020.com, thanks so much for being on I Work For Him. You guys are awesome. I really appreciate you both. We appreciate you. Have a great one. As we come to the end of another I Work For Him radio program, you talk about fast conversations, but what are you passionate about? What are you willing to stand up and say, Go Jesus about when you see the work in your own life. Have you ever done the comparison and go, wow, look at who what, who I am today because of what Jesus has done in my life. Because of the work of the Holy Spirit, the transformation, it enables me to be a different person. Because I am a different person. I'm a new creation in Christ. That's worth being excited about. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower. My workplace is my mission field, and I work for him.